Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. I, I don't know about you, but um, Shanda came home from a conference yesterday and I was watching a show on, uh, on animals. I... I watch all kinds of shows, the boring stuff that all the rest of you, I watch Discovery Channel, I watch, uh, what else do I watch? I watch National Geographic, I watch History Channel, all the ones that you are like so excited to watch. I know all of you, none of you at all. But I watch this show called Meat Eater. And if you're a vegan, this is not your show. If you're a vegetarian, this is not your show. If you're a meat eater, this is your show. Uh, you can find it, uh, I forget which uh, streaming service it was on, but it was really good. And it was a hunting show. And I, I have not hunted for years and years. Uh, we have people on staff who love hunting, uh, who hunt more than they prey sometimes, I'm sure, or prey so while they're hunting. Uh, maybe that's how it really works. But uh, I saw this hunting show and I was watching it and it, it was talking about, uh, they were hunting in Alaska. And Alaska is this incredibly, almost incredible, almost otherworld place high mountains, fog, and snow can come at any time. And if you're going to hunt there, you have to have a guide. If you're from out, out, of, the, out of the state, you can't. And I think it's similar here in our province. That if you're going to hunt here, if you're going to hunt in Alaska, you have to have a guide who knows the way. And these guys were hunting a, uh, what is that, a, with a curl, a sheep. Yeah, a doll sheep. D, not like a D-O-O-L-L, a D-A doll sheep and their horn has to be a certain thing and so they were walking all over the place and for six days out of the nine they had to sit because the fog was right down it wasn't wasn't safe to walk it wasn't safe to go anywhere you've spent thousands of dollars and then you have to go and the guide says sit because it's too dangerous we can't see the animals anyway you have you must sit down and the guide knows the way you have to be with somebody that knows the way or you're going to get in trouble either with the law or you're going to get in trouble and hurt yourself in some way maybe get caught in a snowstorm or whatever it might be uh, challenging weathers, other utter remoteness uh, they're dropping in with planes with these bouncy wheels on them little i think they're called a uh, Cubs, something like that, and then drop the people in. And it's this incredible, incredible story. But the, the, the thing that really stuck out to me is how important it was to have somebody that knows the terrain, knows the way, so that your, what you came there to do can actually happen. And it got me to thinking about the last seven months, how it's just been this everything, the terrain is different than it's ever been in our society right now. The cultural... Uh, flow is different. Some people have been a little affected by it. They just keep going to work. They come home. That's what they've always done. Uh, so some people are a little affected by it. Then there's others who have been really affected by it, particularly people who are on the margins who are already were struggling, are struggling even more. And then there's the in-between. We're all, someone said it this way, we're in the same storm, but we all have a different vote. You've heard me use that analogy. And, and in it all, this stuff that's been happening, I've been trying the last number of weeks to talk about different rhythms to help you move through it. But in the middle of all that, it's been pretty direct. And if you've been around me, it's, that's how I lead. That's how I, how I, I just try and lay it out straight for you. Uh, sometimes, though, you can get a little much of that. 
And that's what I felt like the Lord said, okay, Craig, try, time to turn the page a little bit on that and start to talk in a new and a fresh way. Because it's, it's incredibly difficult in seasons like this to know what to do. As a leader, for me, I'll, yeah, been incredibly difficult to know what to do at times. If you have stuff going on in your own life, how do I do this? Even, even how do I shop now? How do I go to? What plans do I got to make? Uh, well, I have to think about this. If someone sees me do something or that might be construed the wrong way, so many different ways. And, and then you have all the stuff that we've been, that is continually to be continual uh, division that we see in our culture around race and around uh, politics and all these things. And, and I see politicians making pronouncements about their way, they know the way. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't know the way. I see Instagram influencers on, on uh, Reels and, and TikTok, which is seemingly going away, about how the five ways to have a better life. Uh, I've watched webinars, more than one, on how the future church is going to work. And every one I come out and I'm like, you don't know? <laughs> like I could have put that on and got 500 people to watch. Because people, honestly, we don't know where we're going in so many ways. And we can lay down all these five-point plans and all that, and it's no problem with it. But on, there's, there are times, though, I've read articles about the financial landscape. We need more socialism. We need more capitalism. We need, and if I started that argument in here, I probably could get a good fight going, but we're not going to. And we're encountering things that have been overwhelming at times. And, and I feel sickened at times at the hatred and the, the, the just venom that is out there. And I'm discouraged at other times living in times of seeming decline in so many ways. I don't know how you can not have moments of discouragement unless your head is in, in the clouds or you're just the super spiritual person uh, far above me. I'm, and there's been times where I'm just tired of waiting for things to change. Just sick of it. Nobody else, I know. <laughs> I got an amen. Somebody over there is like, I could do that one. I don't know what else he's going to say, but I am amen in that. And then to say nothing of... The, what I hear, what I see, what I know is going on around me because of conversations of marriages that struggle, anxiety that's up, depression that's up. And you've heard me say it, and I'll keep banging the drum of the, the number of addicts that have overdosed and, kill, take, and their lives are gone is triple the amount that have been gone by COVID in our province. And so there's all kinds of things that are going on. And people that would stand and say, I know, I know, I know. Truth is, no one knows the way. The media doesn't know. The Hollywood elite don't know. The political pundits don't know. A lot of speculation, not a lot of knowledge. A lot of ideas, and not a lot of progress. And like that visitor to Alaska, we need the right voice to follow, or we're going to end up in a really bad space, worse than we are right now. What voice are we following? What do you do when you don't know what to do, where to go, how to get there? Wandering, waiting, weary, worried. All W's. I should have made a sermon on that, but I didn't. 
I want to go to Luke chapter 2 and just one of the early stories where Jesus came on the scene just after he's born. This happens at eight days after he is born. They're bringing him to the temple where he'll be dedicated, circumcised, and uh, dedicated to the Lord. Uh, and he's brought there, and it's, we're picking up the story as they come into the temple. It says, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting. Somebody say waiting. Somebody else say it because only about two of you did. He was waiting, there you go, for the consolation of Israel. That means the comfort of Israel, the, the answer for Israel, the promise for Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. In other words, he would not die until he saw the promise that God had given him come true. And some of us need to grab a hold of that sometime. This is just on the side, but there are things that God promises to you. You just need to hang on to in moments where you're waiting, when you don't know what to do. Moved by the Spirit, he went, so he was waiting, then he was moved by the Spirit, and he went to the temple courts, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. And Simeon was this man waiting. He was living in a time of incredible brutality under one of the most, uh, we, we look back at Rome now and we say, wow, so many things were done. The Roman road uh, that are still there, Pax Romana, the peace of Rome and all that. All that Rome did was at the end of a, at the end of a sword and at the, at the heel of a boot. It was not just a, let's all together. Rome was one of the most brutal dictatorships of history. And they brought their way forward, and anyone who was in descent would be either brought in and killed or put on a slave ship, or their life was not pleasant. Child sex trafficking was normal, and child sex was normalized because they were children. They were not uh, called really people yet. The tax system was designed to bleed people. Women were treated like cattle. Uh, people of different races that were defeated were thrown into slavery. And, there, and, on, and in the middle of all that, there were, where Simeon was, there were religious zealots who were saying, it's time to take down Rome, so let's have an uprising. And in the chaos and the hatred and the division in the challenge, Simeon was waiting for what God had promised. God had promised him, but Simeon was waiting. I don't know about you, but I don't like waiting. Anybody else that really doesn't like waiting? Yeah, my wife, uh, I know that. Very, very, you can... Some of us, I don't know, but we hardly even have to wait anymore. You can order food from some app and some guy will pick it up who you've never met before. Have you ever thought about that? You've never met this person before. What did your mom always tell you? Don't take food from strangers. Now we got them delivering food to us all the time. Did you touch that? There's a, like, is that another staple? I see another hole here. Like a bag is stapled. Anyway, you can track their movement coming to your house. Three minutes away, two minutes away, five minutes away. He ran into traffic. You're like, ah, oh, here it is. And we're waiting and it gets irritating to wait. And we're, we don't have patience to wait in that time. And we have little tolerance for waiting. I don't know if you've ever experienced it where you're, you're waiting at the stoplight and you're at the front of the line and the light just turns green, like a millisecond. And the person behind you is, ah! anybody get that before? You know what I do? I just wait longer. <laughs> I just help them get closer to Jesus. They're like, I'm about to get closer to Jesus if I wait too long though. But there are times and seasons where we wait. There are times and seasons where God ordains waiting. And it's not fun 
to wait. It's not fun to wait all the time. We don't always know what God's doing. We don't always know why we have to wait for things. We might be waiting on a promotion. We might be waiting for someone to change and grow. Don't elbow the person beside you. You might be waiting for a financial breakthrough. You might be waiting for your family to be restored. You might be waiting for COVID restrictions. Like there's so many things that we could be waiting on. Maybe waiting on a baby after a lot of loss. Maybe waiting on a spouse. I don't know. Waiting for uh, God's promise to be realized. And in Simeon's waiting, it says the Holy Spirit was on him. In your waiting where you feel like nothing's happening, the Holy Spirit is on you. He's for you. He's working in, your, in what's happening. And, and Simeon was not alone. He knew it. And he was filled with anticipation. After who knows how long he was waiting, seems like for some time, because, and he must have been pretty old, because if God says to you, hey, you're not going to die until this happens, it's probably because there's a good chance that you could die. So he was obviously very old. And he's waiting, and he's still maintaining this anticipation in the middle of it all. In an anti-God environment, under the heel of a brutal dictatorship, in a cultural climate that was just crazy, Simeon was waiting with anticipation. Have you ever been waiting for God to come through in times of pain, in times of wait, in times of confusion, in times where you just wish it would hurry along? But Simeon wasn't just waiting for anything he wanted. He was waiting for what God had promised. And we must be sure that what we're waiting for is what God has promised and not what we have preferred. Because sometimes I'm waiting for God to do something. God said, I already told you no. I said, I'm going to wait a little longer, God. I'm going to wait you out. He can't be waited out. Make sure you're waiting for what God has promised you. And the word waiting there means ready and willing to receive what you've hoped for. Anticipation. There are two extremes to waiting. Some are fatalistic and are what will be, will be, and they just kind of sit back and watch, and nothing ever happens. No anticipation for it. Others are on the other side of it, <clears throat> where they strive to make it happen. Try it. This summer, we put our house up for sale in the middle of June, and uh, the neighbor down, two down from us, put theirs up. And uh, the neighbor across was for sale, and we were like, okay, lots of things are happening. Houses are selling like crazy. And we put ours up, and through this summer, for four months, seven houses around us sold. We had two offers that were held our house up both times for three weeks that both of them fell through. We had over 35 showings. And last week, we kind of looked at each other. We've been wondering, I think, maybe... Maybe we're trying to make something happen here. I'm a little slow here, but maybe we're trying to make something happen. Seven other houses all around for uh, sold at the same price point as us. Ours is actually probably better than theirs, and ours is not sold. So I think God's trying to say something. I'm a little slow, but he's either protecting us from something or he's preparing me for something. So when I'm waiting, it's not with discouragement or worry or frustration, but I did not want to try and make that happen. Otherwise, I step into a zone where then I have to deal with the consequences. And God says, well, I'll help you, but you didn't have to have it that way. Don't let your waiting be wasted. Be, have anticipation with what God might be doing. Someone said this in, in waiting. It's like watching for the bus to come, sitting out and wait, watching for it. 
That's not always a good example when we talk about TransLink, but you know, when looking down the street, you're anticipating that it's going to come at the time that it was scheduled. And God has a schedule that he's springing things for. And when you're waiting, you're looking with anticipation with what God will do. Waiting is like grapes must be crushed to make wine. Diamonds form under pressure. Olives are pressed to release oil. Seeds grow in darkness. So whenever you feel crushed, under pressure, pressed, or in darkness, you're likely in a powerful place of transformation. Don't let your waiting be wasted. See, when God promises, he keeps his promises. Are you waiting with anticipation? And that same Holy Spirit that has us waiting at times will eventually, in his season, cause us to move. Says this, that moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. There are all kinds of things moving us right now. The voices that we listen to might be moving us in a direction we don't want to go to. Sometimes we follow the voice of our experience. There are so many times where, hey, I used to do it this way, now what do I need for today? Sometimes we follow the voice of our own desires. Sometimes we follow the voice of our anxiety. Sometimes we follow the voice of our pain. Sometimes we follow the voice of our frustration. Sometimes we follow the voice of our discouragement. Sometimes, and so sometimes we're following all kinds of voices that are taking us into zones that will not be good for us. But Jesus said, my sheep, that's my people, hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I don't want to freeze up by what I'm going through and I don't want to flee and run into something that God doesn't have for me. I want to follow his voice and don't allow your movement to be manipulated by the wrong voices. Sometimes you be waiting. Don't start. Oh, I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait anymore and start moving because you start to feel something on the inside that's frustrating to you and want to move into, uh, into something new. It's easy to follow the wrong voice and move in the wrong direction. There's a guide that's been appointed for you, and his name is Jesus, and he knows where he's leading you. He knows what he has for you, and he knows where he wants to take you. You might feel justified. You might feel frustrated, but don't allow what you're going through to start to move you. Allow the Holy Spirit, allow Jesus to move you. And I think right now what for many people has gone on, we were talking about this before service, is that what's happened over the last number of months is that there's been a reset of many things in our life. And this is an incredible opportunity to say, what was I following anyway? What was, I, what was leading my life? How was I making decisions? This is a moment right now to say, I'm going to move into and be led by the right voice. See, Simeon was waiting, and then he was moving towards Jesus, but he didn't just move towards Jesus. See, following Jesus is not about attending the service. Following Jesus is not about a momentary glimpse of who he is. Following Jesus is not when you feel the, the little tinglys on the back of your neck uh, in a worship service. All those are great, but that's not what following Jesus is all about. It's, Simeon wasn't content to just look at Jesus. It says this, Simeon took him in his arms, and obviously it wasn't COVID times, and there was... Maybe he's sanied, I don't know. But see, when you hold a baby in your arm, you're bringing them close to your heart. You look into their eyes and you're close to them and you're captured by them in that moment, particularly if they're your grandchild. And God is wanting us to move us. We've been waiting, moving, but it's all been about moving us to a fresh encounter with Jesus. Not about try harder, not about work more, 
not about a new system, not about a five-point plan of how to fix your life, but Jesus. And, and when I was preparing for this, that's, that's been what's been rolling around in me. I'm like, well, i got to give him like a bunch of things to do. No, Jesus. Because when we follow God's voice to us, we will find God's promises for us. But so often there's so many other voices. And we're not even always aware that we're moving by them. I'm talking about surrendering a life. I'm talking about surrendering a marriage. I'm talking about surrendering my, my addictions. I'm talking about surrendering my finances. I'm talking about surrendering my future. I'm talking about surrendering my college education. I'm talking about surrendering my pain and saying, no matter what, I'm going to follow Jesus. Because we are, not, we are people of the book, but we are not saved by this book. We are saved by Jesus. This book is all about pointing to Jesus. We're not saved by just a man in history, although he was. We're saved by a God who came, and because of who Jesus is, he died, buried, and rose again. It was a fact of history, and we center our lives around a person. Some people want a, want a, a list of what to do. Some people want to know how to do it, but Jesus came, and he's the who that God has sent. Not here's a who, that's something else. Jesus shows us a model to live and the way to God. God demonstrates his love to us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. It says the reason that God, the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. The problem is, is that we view those verses as a moment, if you're a follower of Jesus now, you view those as something that did happen and you're thankful for that, but those are always meant to continue to happen in our lives. We're always meant to be be walking further and further out of a lifestyle of sin. We're always meant to be walking into the created goodness of God for us. We're always meant to be walking into fresh understandings of healing. We are in a relationship. We are not in a in, a, in just a moment of information, but because we have a relationship, God is bringing us into transformation. That's what God is doing through the person of Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow the one that restores Follow the one that heals our brokenness. Because Lord knows we got a lot of it right in the room. Amen? All of us. Follow the one full of compassion. Follow the one that reveals only so he can heal. Follow the one that leads you into the reason that you were born. And some of us need to rediscover that. The reason why ah, I follow Jesus, my sin is paid, it's all that. I don't have any of the big issues. Then what would God have for you? Because there, he has much, much more than just existing. He has a life that he has prepared for you. Follow the one that's a comforter in your struggle. Because when we follow God's voice to us, we will find God's promises for us. But someone said, Craig, I prayed a prayer to accept Jesus. That's good, but are you following him? And that's what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks, not so much today. I just want to introduce this, that some of us have never learned to follow Jesus, and then we're disappointed because we don't experience what the Bible promises. Because we mistake a moment that we made a decision for a life, lifestyle of momentum of God working in our lives to transform us and change us by his will and his way. People are walking in disappointment because they have not seen God come through. But Jesus never intended for your life to be about a moment. He intended it to be about a lifetime. He starts a journey. It doesn't end uh, when you make that decision to follow Jesus. But some of us live like it does. See, D Jesus came to transform us and starts a journey. Someone wrote this. 
This is the ultimate scandal of the Christian life. The worst criminal can be welcomed. And that is good news for us because all of us are more sinful than we realize. But in Christ, we can be more known, more loved, and more truly alive than we ever dreamed. But it's not a moment. It's a life. I don't know about you, but your social media feed, you search for one thing, or it seems like even if you talk about one thing, hey, I need to get some new hiking boots. The next day, what's showing up on your social media feed? Isn't it true? Like, oh, it's not really true. I don't know. I think it might be true. And what happens is what starts to show up on your feed is what you follow. You follow certain kinds of people. You watch certain kind of videos on YouTube, and they'll start to show up on your social media feed. In other words, what you followed yesterday is showing up in your today. That's how social media, they have all kinds of algorithms and ways to to feed you the information to keep you on the path that you seem to want. And I think that some of us have some things on the feed of our life that are resulting from what we follow. We're walking in things today because of what we followed yesterday. And I'm not talking about your social media feed. I'm talking about things like the anxiety that we give place to. I'm talking about the, the fear that we give place to. And some of us um, sp- suffer in brokenness. We struggle in loveless marriages. We battle sin and anxiety and addiction and the pain of abuse is there. We live a powerless life. We think about Jesus, but we never share about Jesus. We're cynical. And we might be following other voices right now. Time to unfollow some bitterness. Time to unfollow some offense. Time to unfollow anxiety. Time to unfollow pride. Time to unfollow your past. Time to unfollow complacency. Time to unfollow some health, unhealthy family patterns and say, Jesus, I, I need to follow you because where the things that I followed yesterday are bleeding into my today. And I need, a, I need you more than I ever have. I need to follow you more than I ever had. Let's follow him and live and show a different way through this wilderness, not Alaska, through this wilderness called this world and show by listening to the guide, Jesus, and follow him because when we follow God's voice to us, we will find God's promises for us. And some people, maybe in the room, maybe listening, if I use the social media analogy a little bit more, need to get a new account. There's so much stuff on on you right now that is just invading your life in so many ways that you're looking at it and you're like, ah, I can't fix this. And you're right, you can't. Delete the account and start a new one. In other words, Jesus, I can't fix myself. I surrender my life to you and I ask you to come in and fill my life and make all things new, the Bible says, to bring me from death to life, to bring me from darkness to light, to bring me from hopelessness to hope. That's what Jesus does. And what begins to happen because there's a new, somebody new leading your life that what you follow in your life begins to show up on the feet of your life. You begin to follow. Not, see, hope is not a concept. Hope has a name and is name is Jesus. Love is not a concept. Love has a name and his name is Jesus. Encouragement and life is not a, it's not a concept. It's a name and his name is Jesus. And when we begin to follow Jesus, hope begins to flow in our life. Joy begins to flow in our life. Purpose begins to flow in our life. And God begins to do what we've always wanted to do because now we've 
deleted that account, and we're following Jesus. And then the things begin to show up on our life that God always intended for us. Because that, to, use, to go back to where I started, that guide was always leading that hunter so that he could reach the goal of his life, of that hunt, if you will. And Jesus has come. I invite you to stand real quick, and we're going to close. Just that we would follow Jesus. And it's not super complicated right now, but I, I've, I've just felt like it's time to just say, Lord, and we're going to talk about some processes and ways to help you to encounter Jesus over the next few weeks. But more than anything, that we begin with a determination today that, Lord, whatever voice I might have been leading, following, I want to follow yours in this season because I don't want to waste my waiting. I don't want to be moved into places I shouldn't be moving into. But I want to encounter Jesus afresh because he's the one, when I follow his voice, I find his promise. Just invite you to close your eyes and bow your head just to give privacy to the people around you. Maybe you're online right now or in, at home and in this moment to, to just take a moment and just ask the Holy Spirit to examine your heart. Have I been following some other voices? It doesn't have to be any great sin. It just can be, wow, I've been letting other things lead my life. I've been letting my fear rule my life. I've been letting my anxiety rule my life. I've been letting my complacency lead my life. And I want to follow Jesus in a greater way. If that's you, just raise your hand real quick. And I just want to pray with you. Yeah, yeah. Lord Jesus, in every space and place, we give you the permission. In fact, we give you the invitation to lead our lives. I cast all that on, on you, and I turn my heart to you in Jesus' name. And Lord, if you're also watching online and you've never made Jesus the forgiver and leader of your life, and you want to, as it were, as I referred later, create a new account and start a life with Jesus, it begins a journey to turn a moment and to change the momentum of your life. It's as simple as just, Lord, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I believe that you sent Jesus to die and to lead my life. And so I confess my need for him and that he would be the forgiver and leader of my life. And you pray, pray that prayer from your heart to the Lord that he begins a journey and a moment that can change the trajectory of your life and your generations. And so, Lord, we acknowledge our need for you. We, we just say, Jesus, we need you. We need you to lead us more clearly than you ever have before, Lord. I pray that you would open ears to hear. Lord, I pray that you would expose our arrogance and our pride, Lord, of, of doing things our way. Lord, I pray that you would reveal blind spots where we, we're not even aware we're following something different than you. We're just a little off. Lord, I pray that you would help us in the strong name of Jesus. And Lord, thank you that as men and women right now are making decisions for you, Jesus, maybe it's uh, Thursday night and they're watching at home in their, uh, in their bed and they're making a commitment right now. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, thank you that your spirit is there. Thank you that you're moving, Lord. Thank you that you're leading us. Thank you that you're taking us into new spaces and places that your kingdom would come and your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we acknowledge our absolute desperate need for you. We don't know how to lead our life. We don't know where to take ourselves, but we know that you do. And so we follow you with all of our heart, with all of our might, with all of our strength in the strong name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. 
We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.